No porch is complete <laughs> without a couple of short glass tables where you can put plants. Brunch! Hit it, boys! The present's confusing, Dawson. Why is it confused? The present's not confused. The present's confusing. That's true. The present. Well, the present could be a thing. If the, the present has feelings, it's that's true. Let's not present shame. I guess. Uh, <laughs> why do people care about the My Chemical Romance being back together? That like that came out last week. They're like, not only is Rage Against the Machine and My Chemical Romance getting back together, but this other thing. And I was like, those two things aren't equal things Yeah, but all. I like to imagine that uh, My Chemical Romance is like, all right, guys, this is the week. It's our big <laughs> moment. And then like a day before they come out, it's Rage Against Machines, like, we're back. And My Chemical Romance is like, fuck! I legitimately looked up stories about this, and it's like six years after My Chemical Romance called it quits. And I was like, My Chemical Romance was still doing stuff six years ago? I looked up when that song Helena was, which, best song maybe ever in the world. That was 2004. What was What does My Chemical Romance have as like any sort of... We get to say we've called it quits and then announce a comeback years later. Jeff, what do you think? It's a it, Jeff episode. It was a very tough week for me finding out that my chemical romance had broken up. So <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, I'm very, it was a very a roller coaster of emotions. But yeah, and then rage came through and I'm like all about it. Rage might be the bigger story here. Oh, that Rage Against the Machine is back and playing <laughs> shows exclusively on the border. Yeah, and Coachella, which is like a very problematic institution and the most unraged-like place to ever reunite. Like, it's very interesting. Yeah, well, but in the I grand was... scheme of things, like, how problematic is Coachella these days? Not as... What do you like, mean? It's got to be pretty true. far yeah. down the list yeah. that, true, that true, Rage true. is pissed about. True. Why? Uh, what makes Coachella problematic? Uh, the guy that runs it has uh, donated to some questionable institutions. So there's always sort of a backlash uh, when, like, Beyonce played or, hey, this guy um, contributes to, like, anti-LGBTQ um, charities and it's kind of, like, a super rich... I've got bad news for a lot of people that think uh, most rich people. Oh, well, like yeah, have the, good morals. The, the, the <laughs> thing is, like, if you if you chase it up to the top, you're gonna find some awful, awful shit. Exactly. The way I put it is, rage broke up during the Bush years when we needed them most, and yeah. if they could do that, they'll do anything. So I'm just happy they're back. They were my favorite band growing up. Oh yeah, and I'm so glad they're back. I was listening to some of their stuff recently, and like, you want to talk about prescient lyrics like i guess a lot of those lyrics kind of work for any time but you apply yeah. most rage songs yeah. to right now when you're like man when was this written this was <laughs> written about right this very second dude their debut came out in 1992 it could have come out last week and you would have no no idea like it's still yeah. in style the lyrics are still relevant mm -hmm. they're they're the best also they, they really haven't like I, I guess you kind of have to wait to say this, but like they, a lot of those guys haven't lost a step. They're nope. still doing cool shit on the side, and so I'm very, very excited now that they're back together. One of my favorite rage things is uh, 
Just the shot of Zach in. I think it's uh, the Sleep Now in the Fire video where he's holding the uh, the the gas pump to his head. Oh, yeah. That was like the first. So that was probably early 2000s, right? The Battle of Los Angeles. They broke up out? in. Uh, that came out in 99. It was just the 20 oh, okay. year anniversary. Yep. So okay. probably around that time. Yeah. So that was right around like I was. 11 years old and i was like i understand everyone's always saying what's the deal with all these gas prices what's happening with oil <laughs> check out this guy making a statement it's really funny because uh their first album came out when i was 10 mm-hmm. and like li- and you you were 11 like these are very like big issues and for like 10 and 11 year olds like your formative like very impressionable <laughs> yeah. years yeah when were you radicalized oh like fifth grade like yeah it's serious legitimately i uh yeah R- rage was one of the i only had like eight t-shirts that i wore as a child and like three of them were metallica and two of them do you were have rage the e the, the upside down e or what, what rage no shirt did you have? i had uh sh- what what did i have it was it was a picture and then it just said rage in huge letters which now come to think of it sounds kind of like i'm describing max t-shirt <laughs> Yeah. In uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, which I do not believe is a Rage Against the Machine shirt. Uh, speaking of festivals, do you know who started Lollapalooza? Perry, you, you probably do know this. Perry yeah, Farrell. I absolutely did not know that. Yeah, yeah. And do you know his name is kind of a play on words? No, it's a play on the words peripheral. Perry Farrell is not his real name, which is like the least cool name to yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say like, <laughs> like it's a play on the word peripheral. Why I'm don't you make my it... name to be more badass? Where are you going to go with Perry? Like, but yeah, uh, Perry Farrell. Yeah, started Lala. Yeah, so Perry Farrell is the uh, the front man of Jane's Addiction, one of those cool bands, almost like Rage Against the Machine and uh, Fall Out Boy, where <laughs> they're more known for a non they're not like someone other than their front man right okay yeah i can see tom morello probably being the most like when people talk and and zach's the best and everybody really does know him but like people know pete wentz before they know uh mr stump what's his name patrick patrick stump what about the band would you qualify wait i was gonna say the band could be one of those but who's not the front man of fall out boy exactly Exactly. he's not he's like the bass player or something he was just he was just cuter than the the front man is that what it is we yeah. had that picture with uh with bruno mars that's what really oh okay i remember that picture that's, that's a pretty that's a pretty fun exercise but yeah rage against the machine would fall into that category uh i would you say jane's addiction falls into that category oh are you positing that dave navarro yeah. is more mm, yeah, yeah i could see I that right yeah. like like yeah. more you would say more people yeah. know who dave navarro also, is than pete farrell uh, the red hot chili peppers yeah. I think Fleas. Yes, Red Hot Chili Peppers would, would qualify. Will More... Ferrell is their yes. drummer, the yeah. most famous member of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Perry Farrell's you know, brother. Here's the thing. <laughs> what, what do you think of Red Hot Chili Peppers? Um, I think they're kind of like a joke a little bit, Like, but I really like some of their... I really liked Californication, and then they started oh, yeah. to become a, ca- a, a caricature of uh, themselves. California and like, songs? Yeah, like... Bing a dang a bang a bang burr bang. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Like but, every song's like that. But I think I think that, I think ahead. I think they're like a like an early internet blog where like they got in at the right time and they did some really cool stuff, but they've since been like swamped and they are very much not cool or relevant anymore. I don't understand why people don't find like you don't need to think they're the coolest in the world because like 
to a man, it's a collection of some of the biggest douchebags you can find, <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, Just but, watch Anthony Kiedis and Flea at an NBA game. But, like, virtuosos across the board, right? Chad Smith is this great drummer. Like, don't need to say any more about what, what a musician Flea is. John Frusciante, to any, like, kid who's ever played guitar, is an absolute god. And Anthony Kiedis, I saw... Uh, Actually, I saw this in a, uh, you know, those pitchfork over-unders yeah. things, or no, overrated, underrated things, Yeah, which is a cool enough concept. Uh, Josh and Emma Tillman were doing one, and it was Red Hot Chili Peppers overrated, underrated, and they both like were adamant. They were like, underrated. Really? Anthony Kiedis is in on the joke, and you guys don't understand that. And I don't know that, that he's necessarily in on the joke, but I think that... I, I always took them as like kind of tongue in cheek. Like, she want to know, am I still a slut? I'm going to take it on the other side. Like, what kind of lyrics are those? <laughs> what kind of earnest lyrics are those? I, al- I, I always suck my kiss. I always assumed that they were kind of screwing around. Flea, one of the all time best MTV rock and jock basketball players of all time. If you ever needed a 50 point shot. Wow. He, he was incredible. But I was thinking about this recently. Well, like, you know, who's the best is your boy. Who, Bill Bellamy? No. Well, he's a, a, a little later, but Win Butler. Uh, Win Butler. Oh, yeah. Win Butler's, yeah. He's Every great. year. Like, they, they don't call him they played a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, they played a celebrity basketball game, and this guy from Arcade Fire scored a bunch. And it's like, every time, it's the same story. It's like, Win, who actually used to play basketball and is tall and is a good basketball player, managed to score a bunch against Camilla Cabello or something. <laughs> he's always like coasting up, yeah, like Ariana Grande. Like, yeah, it was like he's like a big, he's like, like a man celebrity, who's good at basketball. he's like a celebrity basketball player who also moonlights as a musician. Yeah, I'm very, ma- I'm very jealous of Luke Bonner's like special relationship with him that he like knows him. I he's think friends with. Cool. I've probably said it on this podcast before. The uh, not the worst interview, but just like one of those interviews where you're like, I wish that that w- went. Yeah, yeah. Generally, I wish that I wish that didn't happen. But uh, Win Butler, awesome, super nice dude, and that band is just intimidating because like Very they're all. So. I was just saying, Red Hot Chili Peppers is like <laughs> a collection of like impressive douchebags. Uh, Arcade Fire, while while accused at points of being douchebags is like a collection of probably the best people who like want to change the world yeah. for the better more than anybody in the world. So hundred percent standing agree. around that group of people, a little intimidating. And then after having an interview that you're like, uh, that didn't go so great. Rostam <laughs> walks in and you run away out of just the, never meet your heroes. Like I, I just felt like like I'm like five seconds away from Josh Tillman somehow popping up here. I'm I'm gonna run away here. But yeah, I did not know that uh, Lollapalooza was founded as a Jane's Addiction farewell tour, yeah. which actually kind of sounds a bit like the Last Waltz, except they made a tour of it. Yeah. So all those like Lala, and there was something called Horde Tour, which was like a Horde Tour was like the jam band version of Lollapalooza, Blues Traveler, maybe, and Spin Doctors, those dudes, like John Popper was involved. Hell yeah, lots like, of coke. Lollapalooza and Horde Tour were kind of like <laughs> Horde the... Tour. And Horde is an acronym. I don't know what it stands no, for. No, Horde Tour is actually uh, a character from the beloved show Game of Thrones. 
No, work on that. Uh, he was that type five. Horde, horde the door, yeah. and then it was very emotional when you find out that's what that's how he got that stupid name of his. That is exactly how it came about. Thank you. Um, Somebody who doesn't watch Game of Thrones, you know a lot of details about Game of Thrones. It's because all anyone fucking talks about is Game of Thrones. Like I wasn't, I, I like wasn't trying to get into boy bands when I was a kid, but having sisters and living in the world. If you don't know every word to every boy band song, you're lying to yourself. Sure, sure, sure. No, but I do think I've now looked back at the hours I've wasted on talking, listening, and watching Game of Thrones, and I feel very disappointed in a lot of it. But so this hey. is the episode where we recap the uh, the finale, where we, we react to the finale <laughs> yeah, of Game of Thrones. <laughs> How does everybody feel about it? Uh, people were pissed. Yes, Daenerys. Yeah, wow, it's crazy. Yeah. Upset. They thought that it was uh, it was mainly complaints about the writing. Correct. They said, "How could you? Ru- how could rushed. you piss on us that last season? You fucking you pissed on like a lot of, a lot like of. Why'd you have to piss on us? Somebody say they pissed on. Them. Well, like general, like oh, you're like pissing on your fans right now. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why I associate the ending with a lot of piss, but like people were people were pissed. Yeah, it was. We thought it was rushed. That's why we were waiting until now to finally talk about it. Yeah, I think we're exactly. taking our time. It so should can... have just ended. <laughs> yeah, exactly. if they had taken their time, like we are taking our time to react to it. Nice. Well, speaking of uh, other shows, people liked that we watched a random episode of Dawson's Creek. People liked when we dip into some Everybody Loves Raymond episodes. So for this week, we uh, watched two episodes of a terrible show. It was called this season of Silicon Valley because oh my god, not not off to a great start. Yeah, you know if if uh, if My Chemical Romance just gets to announce that their shitty product is coming back in the middle of nowhere, uh, Silicon Valley might as well do the same thing. I had no idea that it was back on same, TV. I didn't know someone was saying they were like, oh, so let me watch a couple episodes of Silicon Valley, and I was like, oh, what season are you on? They were like, this one, the new one. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch those and. Rough. Have you have you? I dabbled? did. I, I did. I I liked I liked Jared's meltdown. That was that, that, that was, that was great. Funny. When he was yeah. like, "I'm state raised. I'll take a case." <laughs> yeah, like, I, I enjoyed that. Um, but him, yeah, it's sort of um, him kicking the door through like the bottom. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. was amazing. so funny. Yeah, it was yeah. like the beta version of <laughs> The Shining, essentially. <laughs> um, I like. I have a love hate relationship with that show, and like. Just because, and my wife always gets so stressed out because you just know it's always going to be bad, whatever happens, and it nothing ever ends up like progressing. So it's a very like right. stre- it's like a stress stream, like where you're just yeah. like running in circles and just bad things are happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. So again, like I don't know really where we are at with this show and it's gonna happen no one cares about what they're doing or what they're working on or any of the like there are no stakes there are no stakes stakes and they the writers just refuse to take any risks like they've they've kept so many characters around for like almost no reason someone's gonna give them money wait do they want to take that money right here are the reasons why they might not want to take the money Uh oh monica's gonna start smoking cigarettes over this (laughs) when that when the, the episode with the the term sheet came in i was like I bet Monica's going to see it and take out some... Ci- ah, then there's the cigarettes. Oh, but wait, she a lot of money. cigarettes. That That's the joke. No, that wasn't a joke to me. That's what I call the dream. <laughs> I was <laughs> quite excited. Uh, Gavin Belson's been kept around for like three seasons too long. And we don't know what he does anymore. Is he still... I, I, I know that he's still around, Hooli, but we're like, did they fire him? Did he come back? Right. There's a merger happening with Amazon. Are we mad at Amazon? Is uh, uh, the... Uh, what's his face from uh, Curb and... Uh, 40-year-old virgin is, oh, the mustache is still guy? around. Yeah, what's that oh, guy's yeah. name? 
Ho- uh, Hoover? Hoover, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not that bad, but like... That's because they use him very sparingly. Yeah. But it's... I, I mean, I think the same, not to get controversial, like, I would love to see a Stranger Things episode without any of the science fiction involved, like, just the kids living life. I would love... Like, yeah, like... The, I don't smoke need any of the now. Silicon Valley stuff, like, same. It's always a term sheet. Who are they getting funding from? Oh, it falls through. Oh, here's a great rap song at the end of the episode. Yeah. Credits roll. Every yeah. single episode. But, I like, I enjoy it. spending time with yes. them. I, yeah. Like, I like it. Like, like everybody loves the cast. Mm-hmm. The yep. characters are great. And so, like, if you just had... Like the the office guys get invited to like a golf outing for yeah. one episode. Very fucking funny, right? Like remake the terrible episode of The Office where uh, they go to Andy's family's house. Uh, <laughs> do that with Silicon Valley, and it will be better than what they're doing right now because they'll be out of the uh, they'll they'll be out of the office, and also there's like a bit of Seinfeld 2000 to it where they're like. This character is such a douchebag. He's always texting me stuff about this. Oh no, he's wearing. A, he's got a wearable chair. My eyes rolled so hard when it was like, oh yeah, he's a douchebag who's using all the latest technology, and some of this technology makes you a bit of a doofus. I yeah. never thought I would say this before, but if Silicon Valley could be more like Succession, where Succession, did you guys watch Succession? Yes. Hell yeah. Succession's not like not really like so much plot happens off screen, but it's all about getting these people that you love to see in places. Oh, they're at this tech conference, yeah. And it's not about like it's about them and their relationships. Them just being assholes at different venues, basically. Exactly. Now they're on a boat. Now they're in Aspen. <laughs> That's now literally like, what that show is. And it's it's just rich awesome. people being assholes in different rich places. That's a great like elevator pitch for succession. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, wow. that was uh, what's it? That was uh, Entourage. That's true. Rich people, Drake except not rich people, like rich, d- rich douchebags, being. But that was that was like that was like rags to rich douchebags. This true. is like born rich douchebags. Yeah, where they talk about like, oh, you're only going to get five million dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst amount of money. You can't retire on it. You can't yeah, do anything with it. I will say the uh, the two funniest things that I have found in through the first two episodes of uh, Silicon Valley was the Jared scene, and the other one was the video game guy riding in on his bird scooter and then throwing, throwing the it bird in, scooter. Yeah, yeah, throwing it in the recycling bin. <laughs> A bit derivative of uh, of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, but I'll. Uh, but, I, but I also laughed a lot. Very good. Uh, yeah. So. Do you guys remember the scene in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt when uh, never Jane Krakowski asks, and Jane Krakowski, uh, isn't, that, isn't Jane Krakowski, uh, what's her face, uh, Malcolm in the Middle? No, no uh, that's Jane Kaczmarek. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Jane Krakowski. Okay. Uh, asks Is her she? if she wants, uh, she goes to the fridge, takes out a bottle of water, and she's like, do you like water? And she's like, oh, no, thank you. She goes, okay, and just throws it in the trash. <laughs> Delicious. Um, We've made it 20 minutes without talking about Haim. Yeah, new Haim. Great new song from uh, Haim. It's uh, brought to you by the, the the modern vampire's dream team, meaning Rostam and Ariel Rekshide. Uh, that's the group that also brought you Walking Away by Haim and... Another one of the really good ones. Uh, I forget. Not You Never Knew. Uh, oh, Kept Me Crying. Okay. So some of the really good ones from last uh, from the Something to Tell You album. This song was going to be good. It was just a matter of what heimiest heim song to ever heim as they build it would be. And uh, I love it. I'm crazy about it. It is obviously 
obviously very derivative of Savage Gardens. Yeah. I want yeah. you, but that is okay. It, it's, it, it did hit you hard of like, this is exactly I want you, but it's time. And they're allowed to be very derivative as long as they make it rock. And nobody took Savage Garden seriously. Uh, oh, I'll tell you, they did. They were a huge... They Savage were, Garden took themselves very seriously. They were... Uh, sure. Like, yes. I want you... Because you got to think, when I Want You came out, their competition was like the Freshman and like other songs like that. So I Want You comes out, which I think that song's called, right? I Want You? I think so. I thought, is it called Truly, Madly, Deeply? That or was something? their, that was their uh, second, second song. song. Okay, got yeah. it. Got it got and it. then their third, uh, I Knew I Loved You, which is best known for being quoted in Aaron Hernandez's letter. <laughs> no, it wasn't, was it? <laughs> yeah, you don't remember that? <laughs> no. He, yeah, in his suicide note, really? he wrote, I Knew I Loved You Before I Met You, and then cited it, Savage Garden. <laughs> no, he did not. And it's time for one of those classic <laughs> moments called Is DJ just saying something that why would he make up to fuck with Pete a little bit, or did this happen? Jeff? Do I have to be the judge? Do yeah, you you decide. <laughs> so Did I randomly pull out that Aaron Hernandez cited <laughs> Truly Madly or I Knew I Loved You by Savage Garden in and I'm not trying to make light of suicide notes or anything but this is what i'm saying happened i i believed you up until you said he wrote like he cited savage garden now so now before we get to the bottom of this and pete's starting to google jeff was a foremost expert on the musings and writings of aaron hernandez uh back when aaron hernandez was getting arrested and all stuff, jeff was the uh, Jeff started a bit of a wave that I think other people jumped on, but I'll always associate it with you, which was uh, finding his zombified tweets. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They oh, were, my God. Those are scary. I don't know if this would make you problematic now for having done that. No, but Jeff would find <laughs> tweets like, Labor Day, what y'all doing? And he would just quote <laughs> tweet it with what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are bad, probably in retrospect. I'm glad they pulled it. They should. Twitter should like. I know they came out with like pulling like no more political ads. But right. Like, Maybe murderers, like, just delete their accounts. Bad people, or even, like... I, I think we've said this. Uh, when I go, Pete's going to get my account, and <laughs> he he has to tweet in the spirit of of me. I, I think that you can also have access to it, Jeff. Oh, I think that you'd be, uh, you, you'd be of, of some use there. And you just have to, every now and then, come up with tweets in, in the spirit of me. Don't do it like Laura... Like Kathy, with okay. Laura Brannigan. <laughs> It's like because he, those are so weird. She's just using it for her own gain. Yeah. yeah. Which we all know, Kathy. So, <laughs> it's time happen? for the thrilling conclusion. Wait, wait, wait. Do you want it? We do you want to do a read first and then get to the thrilling conclusion? Or? Yes. Let's like let's keep them hanging. All right, uh, listeners, think this over while uh, Je- uh, Jeff, you can do this week's read. Sure, I'd love to. Here you go. Yeah, don't screw it up because we have uh, we have money on the line here. Yes. Today's episode is brought to you by Porches. Fall is here, and what better time to install a new porch from Porches? With made-to-order designs to fit any budget, Porches will help you design your dream porch. Here's something I bet you didn't know. A porch with a fire pit not only makes your house the best on the block, it greatly adds to the overall value of your home. In just one day, Porches can install a brand new fire pit for your porch. Not interested in a fire pit? Porches can make you chairs. Nice ones, too. 
That will mm. go great on your porch. From handcrafted, low-sitting wooden chairs to those plastic white ones you get at Home Depot, Porches has a chair for every occasion. Don't need a chair? Your funeral. Porches has a great, decent wind chime selection, too. And if you're giving one as a gift, Porches wind chimes ship with a ton of paper wrapped around the tubes and clapper so it won't make any noise before they open it. No porch is complete <laughs> without a couple of short glass tables where you can put plants. In addition to three standard sizes in stock, Porches can custom make you a set of those short glass tables where you can put plants in colors ranging from white metal with a glass top to brown metal with a glass top and green metal with a glass top. <laughs> Thinking of freshening up your existing porch? Porches has that plastic stuff that <laughs> looks like wood, but doesn't soak up water or splinter. Porches, <laughs> porches technicians will lay it down and drill it in just like they would with wood, but it will serve as a more versatile and practical base for your porch. Skimped on the fire pit and fake wood? It's screen season. <laughs> Limit the damage done by Mother Nature and stay a, bit, a little bit warmer on your porch with a screen custom cut by Porches. You'll still be able to sit on your porch and enjoy the fall nights with those tiny little wires blocking some of the cold from getting all the way inside your porch. <laughs> By the way, I kept reading this as fences, like the Denzel Washington movie, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> picturing like Denzel delivering a porch that to you. That was a good movie. With porches, you can always show your true colors. Porches has flagpoles and flagpole holders, so you'll always feel at home on your porch. A bathroom on a porch? It's been done before. Porches will visit your home, size up your porch, and see if there's a room for a toilet on that bad boy. You'll never have to run back into the house in the middle of a porch session again. Especially if you also have a mini fridge that blends into the rest of the porch. Porches will custom install a mini fridge made from 100% plastic stuff that looks like wood. <laughs> so you always keep your favorite porch beverages cold. Halloween is coming, God. How fucking long is this? <laughs> we, they, they send we read. Yeah. They send we read. We, we've complained about how long ad reads are, and it has not ended well for us, so we'll have to cut this. Halloween is coming, gone, which means Porches is having its annual pumpkin overstock blowout. If you're looking to buy hundreds of pumpkins, Porches has tons of backstop, backstock, and everything must go. Get a Porches Chain for Life membership, and you'll chain, get unlimited chance for holding up those swinging benches that are on porches. <laughs> I feel like I'm in like a, the Wet Hot American Summer like commercial or something like that. The Chain for Life Club also includes unlimited hooks with screws on the other side that will drill cleanly into both wood and the plastic stuff that looks like wood. <laughs> Why do so many people take good care of things like their house and lawn while totally overlooking their porches? If you need a cool sign to put on your porch, Porches has a sign for every mood. Hang a sign on your porch that says, Home is where the porch is. Or, take your porch on a road with... <laughs> My other car is a porch bumper sticker. <laughs> Planning an outdoor movie night? Porches offers pretty good projectors and screens that will let you watch your favorite movie or game right from your porch. <laughs> Don't be a piece of shit with a bad porch. Trick out your porch with porches. Use promo code BRUNCH for unlimited tips on how to upgrade your porch today. Porches. 
Get that money. <laughs> we had nice. uh, we had some people asking us. Uh, the read apparently does not include what the website for porches is. So porches may have done that uh, intentionally. Uh, yeah, I guess if you w- say a website, you have to buy the URL, and porches wanted to save a little money. <laughs> Honestly, if you don't know what the website is, maybe a porch isn't for you. Maybe you're not a porch person. That's true. That's true. Right. You into porches. Or, or not. It's only for serious porch aficionados. Yeah. Right. Then you if would you, know if the you website. If you know, you know. Otherwise, yes. Okay. It's time for the thrilling conclusion from AOL.com. <laughs> Headline, Aaron Hernandez quoted Savage Garden, told fiance, you're rich in suicide note. One of Aaron Hernandez's three reported suicide notes was published by TMZ Sports on Friday, revealing the former NFL player's final words to his fiance. Uh, you then a part of it, and then uh, I have that up. I have that article up. I'm looking at it right yeah. now. It says uh, Hernandez ends the note by telling Shay that that she is going to be rich right. after Hernandez ends his life, concluding with a reference to Savage Garden's 1999 romantic ballad "I Knew I Loved You." Yeah, but it does not say. It does. No, it does. It did. It did. It, it literally wrote, said yes, Savage Garden. I knew I loved you before I met you. I mean, like, like a high school Garden. yearbook quote. Like, yeah. So, what'd you think of the new Heim, Jeff? I thought it was okay and not for me. I listened to the beginning and I didn't like Savage Garden. Yeah. So I didn't Ooh. like the beginning of the song. Off to a rough start. And then I liked it. I've only listened like two times. And the second time I liked it a little bit better. Uh, Caitlin was listening to it. And in the background, I was like, oh, this is good. But I was just like, you know what? Not for me. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Okay. I I understand. I mean, if you don't like the... Every reaction I've gotten of it is like, it's so much like the Savage Garden song. And like, I, I always say like when someone's like, this is like this other song. I'm like... Well, what makes this like this other song? And if it's something that's common, then a lot of things are like that other song. Like when when Lover came out, people uh, people compared it to a lot of songs that were in a waltz time that were one two three yep. one two three one two. And I'm like, she's not ripping off those songs. She's just a doing a song in yeah. this time signature. And similarly, I would I would say that Savage Garden doesn't own 16th notes but the feel and everything does scream this is the song i want you by savage garden i'm just trying not to yuck anyone's yum so if you like it good for you hell but yeah it's just not for me anymore well, we, uh, that's, that's, generally, to that's generally my vibe yeah. that's my vibe now I've, I've i've progressed into being like this sucks and here's why yeah to being like you know what maybe it's not for me well we have apparently like very different Tastes yeah. when it comes to Heim. I think that maybe we want different things. Yes. Like, I liked Summer... I love Summer Girls, and you guys I, liked it? Initially, I thought it was a total I liked it, fest. but I was like, it's this is their most derivative song yet, which it still is. That song is still more derivative than, um, than Now I'm In It. But I w- as I was listening to it after uh, Now I'm In It came out, I was like, yeah, this song rules, though. It is clearly... And admittedly, like, Danielle posted, like, hey... Uh, Ariel was sick, and he really likes to take yeah. a walk on the wild side. Uh, so I just like wrote that song for him, and then we got we used all the same instrumentation, made it sound exactly <laughs> like it, and now it's like a fun little song. That song gives me a feeling that I like. Like it reminds me, and maybe it is because of the walk on a wild mm-hmm. side, but I don't know. It just reminds me of like a late summer's evening when you're like driving 
home from work or something like that and you're going to do something fun that's the vibe i get from it and maybe it's more you know and i don't get the feeling from the new song but yeah that's just me you toss that in a cocktail hour at like a summer wedding and that's gonna that's gonna get you where you need to go oh absolutely yeah that actually like makes a lot of sense because like that's your that's your vibe i feel like and my vibe is like Really quick, really synthy. Yeah. I'm here to party. That's what that song is. My favorite part was the just that middle section, the chill little like almost breakdown with the uh, the nice little haunting piano. I mean, Beautiful. after the uh, after the first chorus where the uh, they come in with like the drums or whatever that is, yeah, is fucking awesome. And I like that the the in the second or the whatever the pre-chorus thing is like the the week. Can not be yeah. friends in the second uh, the second time around. The bass drum syncs up with the melody instead of with like the bass or what what it normally would be. So like the drums are like da 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 da. It's very dramatic. And we'll be remiss if we didn't mention that Paul Thomas Anderson does the music course, video, which yeah. is fantastic. I was just going to ask. So I haven't seen the music video yet either, and maybe that will change some of my feeling about the song and maybe make me feel more things for the song. Yeah, possibly. I uh, my first go round with the song was with the music video, and it was it almost like took away from my enjoyment of the song because I was too focused in on what was happening with the music video. Yeah, and so I had to like listen to it alone. And I think I liked the song better when I was just focused on the song. I listened to it, but the music video is awesome. I listened to it once, and then I went home and put it on the TV and just watched the music video like seven times in a row and uh that every heim music video is just alana heim being classic alana heim so happy that she's just in happy, to be there. Just happy to be there she, like, <laughs> she is no but we've said this a million times no one is living their dream more than alana heim alana heim gets to be a music gets to be she's she, yeah, it's like, it's like, funny because she it's like is doing she, what she wants to do, and is she's really good at it. In right, and she's in a band like she's in a band which she wants to do. It's with her sisters, which like nobody wants to be in a family band more <laughs> than Alana Heim, and she's like a she's like a, a I, I, she goes on podcasts and stuff, and is just like this ultimate music nerd. And her entire life is either yeah. playing in a, a family band or just doing music shit. Yeah, you have to be careful when you say like somebody's just happy to be there because that sounds. It sounds like, like they're. It like sounds being like they're dragged along. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like they're passengers, and that she's certainly not that. No, but she is a hundred percent. Just happy to be there. And it reminds most, me of like uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, just like <laughs> super talented and yeah. just having a blast and yeah. loving every minute of it. When when uh, when people see Heim for the first time. Uh, like she's they, they, the person that you can't take your eyes off of. Right. Like they there's always like the whoa, Esty, she's making bass face or yeah. like man, like Danielle is just like can just like command a crowd and everything. But there's I, I feel like a lot of people's first impression uh, is like man, like what that is one that? on the left <laughs> yeah, is what just is happening rocking what is going on? out. And I would say nobody rocks out during a Heim show more than Alana does. Because uh, well, Danielle is James Hetfield, basically, and uh, I mean, Esty rocks out, but like, 
in a different way, like yeah. a more methodical, like rocking out. Whereas Lana is just a fucking wild card. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. She reminds me of uh, Will Butler and old arcade fire. Yeah. It's just like an absolute dynamo. Like if Tim Riggins had musical talent and just like a, like a bombshell. Like To make off. this a Butler family podcast, uh, have you heard Will Butler's solo album? It's fantastic. It's I, <laughs> I, saw it li- I saw him perform live. He's great. Really? Yes. Just singing about Pony Macaroni? He, he is awesome. Policy, it's called, right? Yeah. It's, I think it's so. Very good. That is a great album that uh, randomly one of my friends uh, a year ago was like, hey, do you know Will Butler's solo stuff? He has a song called, I, I would recommend for anyone to listen to, it's called Son of God, and it's fantastic. And I think also Take a Side is another one that are, that's good. Uh, those are both fantastic songs, and that album's very good. I really like when members of popular bands who are non-front men put out solo stuff that's really good. Do you guys know the song uh, Sister of Pearl by Bayo? No. It's Chris Bayo from Vampire Weekend, and he, um, it's like this very, uh, like, 80s song, and he sings it in an 80s accent. Interesting. And I don't know any other songs by him, but uh, it's part of the Vampire Weekend set. They play it, and they have him sing it, and it's like the coolest thing in the world. So I'm very pro... uh, I don't know. I, like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate a, an Alanaheim solo album. That would be, that would be something. That would be great. What if, what if? Okay, this is what we need. We need Heim to uh, outcast it and do a speaker box love below <laughs> situation where they all put out, uh, where they all put out solo albums. A triple and they, album, yeah, a triple album that they package together. Well, we and talked here, about last week how they just don't put out music, and where they should just put out two songs yeah. at a time. Well, this, yeah, this would this would be very unlike Heim because they're they're not they're not the putting out music type. <laughs> right? So but what if what if instead of they did, instead of doing like uh, two songs at a time, what if they each did two songs, and then you get a full album of like or like a an yeah. EP, yeah, uh, of of like six songs, two each. Well, here's how that would go though. Uh, if they each put out, if they did a triple album where they were one a piece, it would be Danielle's album is considered like a classic rock album and like one, it's like the most critically acclaimed album of the last 50 years. Uh, Esty probably calls up both Diplo and like David Foster <laughs> and is like doing. Dance stuff and Shaka Khan sort of stuff. I could very much see SD wanting to be in the kind of Shaka Khan type of world. And then, to your point, Alana, just absolute wild card. There would probably be some metal in there. (laughs) Like, who knows? It would be some, like... Be, like, spoken words Right. She would be... I would say that Alana's would would be most... All over the map, and probably my favorite. Alana Heim, make a solo album, coward. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, I don't know if they still. Oh, I think didn't they do? They, yeah, they they pivoted a while ago, where like they were all going to stop using their social media, yeah, and only c- put stuff on the consolidated, main consolidated, yeah, in the which stinks because Alana Heim on Twitter is amazing, but it's great because it means if Esty's not checking her Twitter account. She's not she on. Can't follow you. Yeah, not there on following. Go. That that. Uh, <laughs> Can I ask you guys a hypo- hypothetical a hypochondriac hypochondri- <laughs> question? Yes. Um, so the last time Hyam came around, Lizzo That's opened right. for them. If that concert were to happen today, 
who would open for oh, Lizzo. Oh, not, not even close. Even close. It's not even close Tell that they would answers. open for Lizzo. Liz, Lizzo would headline yeah. by a mile. Okay, that's what I, because that's she, what I she is a monster. She that's just played where she opened for Heim, which was again a Serena, Again, yeah. and that was like the hottest concert to get in Boston that? in years. She opened that show. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. A couple that years was ago. Like recently. Yeah. It was, it was after. Uh, it was the. It was after uh, something to tell you came out a yeah, couple it years was ago. May, May twenty eighteen. Damn. Yeah. She yeah. is a monster now. There's absolutely no question that. But also, but people her. knew who she was it's, when she was opening. It's so crazy. Like truth hurts. Like. I came out in 2017. Like, I know. Like, it's, she's been around, like, um, feeling good or, or good as hell good or whatever. Good as hell. Um, you know, uh, that show, Tube Dope Where the Beans. Hell's My Phone? Yeah, all those songs have been she, around like, had forever. These, yeah. And then she just put together a dope album. I guess you could say it's like Haim had all these sort of songs circulating, and then they right. finally put out there was buzz a forever. single album, and it was, like, awesome. So. Similarly, uh, this one kind of hurts me, and I, I, I love Maggie Rogers, but... Maggie Rogers has opened for Haim in the past, mm-hmm. and Maggie Rogers has overtaken Haim as the, and this isn't a stereotype, but like the reverse Carly Rae Jepsen, where like women in their 20s love Maggie Rogers so, so much, which the reverse Carly Rae Jepsen is men in their 20s love Carly Rae Jepsen <laughs> and 30s. so much. Yes. Right, right, yeah. Men of really and in like twenty years, forties. Of right, I'm men, not slowing down. Men, right, yeah. men of any age will just go in in droves to uh, a a Carly Rae Jepsen show. But uh, friends of mine who I've like tried to get into Heim and stuff go bonkers for Maggie Rogers, and Maggie Rogers is not like a Heim ripoff or anything, but certainly in the same world as Heim. Certainly is uh, is going down the path that Haim helped create. Yeah, I don't and understand how you could be like, love Maggie Rogers and like not like appreciate Haim. It seems yeah. that's the case, though. I, like, I would say right now, if there were to be, if Maggie Rogers and Haim were to play a show, I would say that Maggie Rogers is probably headlining Probably. That. I feel is, like I've seen the same really? for the past year Instagram probably. story. She, Maggie Rogers Maggie sold Rogers out Thompson's show. Point two nights, two nights in, in a row. Right. And but who was she? oh she was playing with uh she was playing with uh the person from Austin City Limits what's her name Natalie Prouse Natalie Prouse yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah but I don't know no, if Natalie Prouse is drawing. driving that yeah. yeah and and Maggie Rogers just opened for uh for Casey Musgraves yes as well and, and Natalie like, Prouse like, had opened for really? yeah when I saw Casey Musgraves Natalie Prouse opened up shouts out to people getting Natalie Prouse on their tour because that Natalie Prouse album last year ruled i feel like i feel like uh maggie rogers and and heim would be like double headliners that's a the old billy elton show sure yeah oh you yeah, know right, they, right. they tour yeah, together yeah. yeah i thought you were, i thought billy elton together. was a person and i was like i've never heard of that person but yeah he sings a song uh bad guy yeah oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right that would have been a good walk-off moment for the episode but we haven't even started it yet um we're talking about parasite yes. the uh Best movie this year. That movie was unbelievable. Uh, didn't know anything about it going in. You guys both saw it before me. Uh, and people, I, I work with a guy named Mark. I'm going to start calling him Movie Ass Mark because he knows everything <laughs> about movies and he always gives good movie recs. He was big on the Parasite train. And uh, so I was going to go see it and I texted Jeff before I went and I was like, hey, before I head into this thing, it's not scary, is it? And you were like, don't know 
anything about the movie before you see it. So I was like, all right. Uh, and I w- it wasn't intentional, but I did not know anything about the movie before I saw it. I saw the trailers and stuff, but I couldn't figure out what the hell was, it was so from the trailers. I still tried to sneak in a trailer, and it didn't give you anything, yeah. which shouts out that trailer. Right. It's a great I love trailer. It. it relies upon word of mouth, though. It, it means that no one's just going to see that trailer and say, I'm going to see this movie. They're, they knew they, they had have something friends good. saying, hey, this movie's good. Then they check out the trailer and they're like, okay, the, I guess I'm intrigued. The movie poster gives away more than the trailer does. You're right. You know, when I What's was shocked when like? I went back to look at yeah. the movie poster to be it's like, like a spoiler. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's like blood. Are we allowed to spoil this? Well, I should say this. Like, stop whatever you're currently doing. And and do and not go, look at the movie don't poster. Don't look at the movie poster and fucking go see Parasite yeah. now. Yeah. Stop what you're doing and like, if you pause it now and send me a screenshot of you pausing the episode now and like your movie ticket for the same day, like like Venmo you a ticket. <laughs> like the money. First person that does that. Challenge. Uh, Jeff comes uh, on the episode it is so fucking giving good. away free money. This is the way that we can give this recommendation from the people who saw Midsommar and were like, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> We recommend. I would love to do. <laughs> I would love to do movie posters like we used to do with like the critic things. Oh yeah, and instead of like instead of doing like from the people who brought you, yeah. from, the, from people the people who, who saw Midsommar. Yeah, but caveat from also the person who was too scared to see Midsommar. Yeah, and Go did see some. Yeah. Wait, you didn't see it? No, no, no. I thought you were talking about me because I was too scared to see it. Oh, I uh, Wikipedia it five times. Had Randy on to uh, <laughs> tell us it. about it. And then I was like, all right, this will be safe. And then I saw it. And I was still blown away. I never ended up seeing it. And the trailers before Parasite were very scary. And yeah. I was very worried. Yeah. And uh, and like just the name Parasite is like, oh, this is going to be a horror movie. And like you get halfway through the movie and you're like, I, is this a horror movie? That's the best part about it. You uh, get halfway through it. This is So this is a movie about a family, a poor family that infiltrates a rich family and they've got this big con going on and they have essentially they've finished their con and there's an hour and 10 left. Yeah. And then the movie starts and (laughs) your suspense. I don't know about you guys. The suspense you feel once you realize like they've done it all (laughs) and not, and now there's a lot of time left. Holy God. What could be? And like, there's like been, it's the first half I would say is like more dark comedy type feel. But you know something else is coming, so that in and of itself makes it very suspenseful. We were batting around like, what would you call this? How would you categorize this movie? I'll settle on uh, dark comedic thriller. Yeah, that's, that's 100% really good. What I would yeah. Because yeah. you were saying thriller, which I was like, ah, it is. It probably but is, it is more. Like and I, I, also, I looked it up, and it's literally classified as a dark comedy thriller. Word, dark comedy thriller, yeah. <laughs> official. But yeah, I feel like the same. I knew something was going to go down, and I, like, but then thirty minutes in, you start to feel comfortable, like because it's very like well, it's, it's, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, and you're like and you're rooting for the you're rooting that's for what these villains. So that's yeah. like the very unsettling thing is like you get halfway through the movie and you're you're kind of like told that these people are are like not bad people, but like. Shady as fuck. Like yeah. they're shady, they're sketchy, sort of like scummy people. Yeah, but. You get to know them. They're funny. Like they, they really they love each other. Like it's it's a nice family story with like a scummy dynamic to it. Yeah. And then you get halfway through the movie and you're like, oh, sh- shit's happening. But like, 
I don't know where I'm supposed to be, where my like rooting interest is supposed to lie here. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to see it again as soon as I possibly can. I know that I've also got to see uh, we've got to see the lighthouse. Yeah, because uh, this is this is the year, by the way, folks. Declared it last night on the the text chain. This is the the year of the uncomfortable movie. Other years have been the year of the the Mamma Mia. You know, your <laughs> words not the year mine. of the Mamma Mia too. The year of the Mamma Mia too. Oh, I'll tell you, yeah, the year of the Mamma Mia sucked. But then the year of the Mamma yeah. Mia too. Well, the, that was a well, good year. I mean, that was the year. The year of the Mamma Mia two slash Paddington two oh. is just like it will <laughs> go down in human history. Both of those movies coming out the same year. We we put Movie Pass out of business. <laughs> Because two good movies that we liked came out, and we saw each 600 times. I, very late to the game, saw Paddington 2 and Happy Death Day to brunch recommendations, and yeah. I loved them both. I cried during Paddington 2, and I loved Happy Death Day. It was like the best plane movie of all time. Did you feel bad about yourself afterwards that you waited so long? I did. Honestly, I did. <laughs> and I think subconsciously, I was just in London recently, brag, uh, but we stayed near Paddington fun. Station, and I think maybe subconsciously, that's why we picked to stay near Paddington. Go. Did uh, you you haven't seen Happy Death Day to you? Have you? No, I heard it's not as good. It, it is not as good because it is <laughs> it the worst movie ever. <laughs> okay, it is. It is not the worst movie ever, but it sure does. It's suck. unbelievably bad. Like I didn't even feel. I'd have to go back and listen to what we were saying at the time. But in I remember. Hindsight, I, I remember wasn't even main... happy to be seeing like uh, Tree again. The main the main sticking point of of our Happy Death Day to you review. Stop was that doing it, parallel universes. That and also yeah. it just became like a science fiction movie halfway through the movie. Yeah, I think uh, I like girlfriends are always talking about going to science class. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not free anywhere, so I will not watch it. It uh, is, and, and I won't do it. But you will see Parasite again because. It, it kicked ass. So basically, please uh, see this movie. Like, yeah. So uh, go. It's a it's a South Korean film, and uh, this director is hot. Correct. Yeah. Very Bong hot. Bong Joon Hoon. Um, Bong Joon Hoon. He had a Netflix movie Okja. I knew him, and I think Pete same too from Snowpiercer. Yep. Um, which Chris Evans was in. Have you seen Snowpiercer? I've not. Snowpiercer has a lot of Snowpiercer. I hardly know her. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Uh, Snowpiercer has a lot of the same themes as this movie. I guess that like. He st- sticks with a lot of the same themes, yeah. like, like class, class stuff. Warfare, yeah. 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 So the premise of Snowpiercer is uh, the the world the climate has taken change has taken over the world, and the everyone the only survivors of humanity are living on a train that goes around the world, mm-hmm. um, and the poor people are in the back. Um, and Chris Evans, one of the poor people, has to fight his way to the front of the train through all the rich elite people, and shit happens. Yeah, um, it is very it's crazy, good. man. Uh, it's I think it's on Netflix now, um, and it turned into a show. It's like a TV show. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, so that one was uh, that was an American adaptation. Ah, right. It's the old, it was in. Uh, a, I think he did it in English. I right. Think may, yeah. But well, I th- wasn't it a wasn't. I don't know if it was like adapted from a South Korean interesting m- movie or like like the source material. I don't know. I, I don't know. I liked it better um, the first time when it was called Cold Pursuit. <laughs> Fuck off! That movie sucks. Uh, but that, yeah. what? I did not like that movie. Oh man! I think I was expecting like. Did you not get the joke? It's like th- they made it was a Swedish film and it was the worst movie ever. And then <laughs> a bunch of Americans were like, "Yo, let's remake this <laughs> shot for shot." 
It is not do anything to make it better. We we ended up going back and watching the Swedish one after because we saw that we saw the American one. We were like, "What movie was so stupid? Why'd they make that?" (laughs) And then someone tweeted at us and was like, "Yo, watch the Swedish one and you'll understand." And you're watching it and you're like. Line for line, everything. <laughs> it is, like the, it is an absolute. It is the biggest scam in the world. It's a bigger scam than what happens in Parasite. That like some American <laughs> scriptwriter just copied that no, movie. No, it's it is it's very. Everybody's in on it, right? For sure. But like that guy got to profit from it. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the Swedish one stars uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, okay, I know. Yeah, they change like two things. I don't even. Yeah, they they do. In one, a guy, uh, a guy hits his wife. A guy hits his, his wife. wife, and in the American version, he tries to hit her, and she kicks him in the nuts. Yes, much better. <laughs> yes, outcome. He straight up clobbers her in like the in the Swedish version, and it was, it's like a real holy shit moment. Yeah, I have like almost forgot that I saw that movie, that uh, Cold Pursuit. I thought it was going to be almost a little bit more like ridiculous, and I now that I understand like the joke premise of it. Yeah, that is very it's funny. very funny. <laughs> that is very funny now. Um, oh man. So what what would what do we love about uh, about Parasite? Because I loved the uh, the mom in the rich family. She's great. Loved her. Loved the sister. In the poor family, yeah. Uh, the I mean, all the all the Everyone's acting great. jobs was yeah. were great. I found it funny that poor person smell was such a major part of the, the movie, yeah. And ultimately, what ends up like, really making everything go down that yeah. a guy makes a face that he smells a poor guy. Yep, I liked. I mean, everything was just like done masterfully. Like it looks yeah. beautiful. It is the music is great and suspenseful. Um, The it's in Korean, so it's subtitled. Like that wasn't a distraction at all. The dialogue still works in English. Um, The and the twist, like I don't know, fucked me up. I was like, yeah, and and shit. It's it's one of those movies where like it's not sort of it's not like in a bubble and it's not like super. um, I don't know what what you want to call it, but like. It feels like it because a lot of it takes contained. place in that. Yeah, it's yeah. like very. It seems very contained because so much of it happens in that one house. Yep. Uh, and so, like, I liked that aspect of it, and especially because it, it like the longer that you spend in the house, the more like unsettling it is. And I feel like that was a conscious decision that happened because it's supposed to feel more and more unsettling as the movie goes along. Um, but I mean, there were so many things that I liked about it just because, like. It's very funny. It's masterfully, it very shot, funny. masterfully shot. The acting is great, um, and also like the the commentary is really strong. Mm-hmm. I read. I've been reading a lot about it because now I'm like obsessed with it, and all I can think about. And yeah. both houses, the poor house and the rich house, were sets. They weren't actually. Yes, houses. I did so see they, that. They built both of those, and like and now it makes sense. Like per, like perfect. And I've been reading a lot about Bong Joon Hoon and he Bong Joon Hoon and he. He storyboarded everything, and the first thing he storyboarded was um, I won't spoil it, but when the Coward. the housekeeper rings on the doorbell and she goes downstairs, ah. and you know when she's trying to push the thing and she's kind of like sideways, like against the wall, like trying to push the um, she goes to the basement. Oh yeah, and she's yeah, like yeah. sideways trying to push the thing. He likes that was the first thing he like storyboarded, and from there, like the whole story kind of sprawled from that. Yeah, amazing. Where do you uh, 
I like. I would say that this is number one for me so far number this year. One. Yeah, th- this hasn't been an unbelievable movie year no, for me. I, agree. I haven't had my my socks knocked off frequently. I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Loved Midsommar. I would probably say that best is this Midsommar number two, and then I have to think about the order that I put the the rest in so far. But things are supposedly coming out against the year of the uncomfortable movie the lighthouse they say is dope <laughs> as hell weird. so i got to see that yeah i don't know where it, it, it i mean it's i think it's easily top 3 um for me and i i think that this is one of the one of those movies that's gonna sort of probably keep rising just based off of like i'm i'm assuming that it, there's like a ton of hidden detail in this movie and yeah. like there's going to be stuff that that continues to come out and you're like this wow, is going to have a hell that. of a reddit it's going to be like a yes, subreddit yeah, it's going to yeah. be like get out when get out came right. in and yeah. it's and it's it's uh, definitely a discussion driver and i love that um so i i would say Maybe two, three. I still really fucking love uh, the last Black Man in San Francisco. Oh, I that still was, haven't seen that. That was my favorite movie of the year. Heading into Parasite, I think maybe it's like a one-two situation right now. And then like the Kitchen Three. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, I loved this movie. Uh, I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and and maybe rounding up my top three of favorite movies. And I know I have a lot of work to go. Is uh, Booksmart, a movie which I loved a lot and think about often. <laughs> um, so I would put like, and there were a ton of like at super fun time watching John Wick three, and like there were mm-hmm. some great fun movies and Avengers. So that I think that came out this year, right? I don't even remember. Avengers, Probably. yeah, yeah. It did, yeah. Um, once a month. Yeah, seriously. Um, but uh, Parasite is certainly in the top two with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think. And then I think it's finally like. Oscar season and right, now yeah. it's starting to happen. Well, I more mean, importantly, it's Knives Out season. Yes, oh, I, 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 I already bought my ticket Did yesterday. Really? When yes, yesterday when I was going to uh, when I was going to Parasite, I was getting my little sessions, and a uh, guy, the kid that was working there, had like an AMC Knives Out shirt. It said Knives Out in the front <laughs> and then AMC on the sleeve, and I was dropping some like heavy is there more where that came from (laughs) that he wasn't picking up on but the whole movie during parasite i was like i should have just said like can i buy yo if i give you 20 bucks can you make one of those appear because clearly they sent in a box of those things right and then after i went online and looked up like knives out merch and couldn't find any i don't know if they're waiting until the movie comes out but i feel like i feel like movie merch isn't as hot as it should be no you're right when Although, I worked at the movie theater, it was just pins. Like, we didn't get cool shirts. It was pins. I got a Fight Club pin and a Mystery Men pin, but no cool shirts. Mystery Men pin. That's not bad. Yeah, pretty Hey, cool. now. Yeah. Uh, You're an all-star. <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, Parasite has a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes as far as uh, as uh, critics. Critics. I'm okay with that. 93 I for audience score. Yeah, I think that that it it should be ninety should be enough from everybody. Ninety three for in terms of audience score, it should be like a ninety. Yeah, what what yeah. problem are people having with it? I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things that's a victim of its own success. Like, I oh, think- you know what? A coworker told me that actually. He was like, he told me that exact same thing. He was like, I saw Parasite, but it had been so hyped by the time yeah. I saw it that it was a great movie, but great wasn't good enough for what i was expecting and i was like ah fuck that stinks yeah I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what people tell us about it like if we hype them up enough to go see it like soon and i've been doing that at work and to friends 
And I'm really curious to know their opinions because, like, I feel like it was hype. I mean, it won the Palme d'Or at Cannes, like, the best movie at Cannes. And it lived up to the hype for me. So I'm curious now that, like, the American hype, now it's out everywhere. You can see it. Like, what is is it, it, though? Because I know that a lot of people have been saying that, like, it's not playing near me. Right. Like, when I tweeted that I saw it, like, the, the. all the responses were like where? where can I see it? Yeah, yeah and it's very few places. I feel like that might hurt it as well because you have to try harder and you have to put in more effort to go find it, and that That's sort true. of raises expectations. But again, if there's the word of mouth, if there's like the hey, do what you can to see this movie, it's worth worth seeing. Then, then you got to do it, yeah. right? But the, again, that that continues to raise the bar. I just hope it doesn't fall victim to the thing that totally exists yeah. these days one of the reasons that 2019 sucks where people say something's good and everybody agrees it's good and then people back. start saying oh wait let me guess you're one of those people that thought this was good because everyone said it was good you're yeah. one of those people i bet you liked la la land too oh no i didn't like la la land because la la land was so terrible oh wait la la land ruled and we all <laughs> saw it and liked it and then everybody had to be like At a cool point, kid on the yeah. internet and point out like actually la la land's not as good as you're making it out to be so if you think that la la land is good you're basic how the fuck does that compute <laughs> you see a good movie and you say you like it everybody else says that it's a good movie are you like bad people? Are you stupid? Are you shallow? No, get out of here. You sound like Tim Robinson, and I think you should leave. Like just going on a rant about society today <laughs> while you're trying I to steal these dress- names better than I know my own grandma. X to uh, Parasite, though. I mean, you asked me yesterday, uh, like Oscar, is it going to oh, right. be Oscar? I mean, it's for sure going to be up, and will probably win Best Foreign Film. Yeah, so Better. it's the only uh, I, I'm telling you guys I'm like I'm obsessed with this movie and I've like dove in. So <laughs> it, it South Korea has submitted it to the best international film at the Oscars, but no South Korean movie has ever been nominated for like best Oscar, best best screenplay, best any of any of the other awards. So people are thinking potentially director, screenplay. You never know with best picture because there's so yeah. many now. Um, it I mean, might if be Roma cool got in last year, but it wrote, last year was a, uh, a tough. Last year was a tough one. This yeah. year is stacked. I feel yeah. like. I mean, we still have like the Irishman's coming out, and yeah. that's supposed to be like lives up to the hype as well. That's like, what I'm saying. I, I don't know if it, did I say that before we started recording, but I feel like last year was a really great year for very fun popcorn movies and yep. movies that like are just like a just, you sit down, you have a great time, you love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not great for prestige movies. And like you saw that in, in Oscar seasons, you're like, ugh, there's some, some of these movies have been fucking nominated for best picture. Yeah. Uh, and this year, I feel like it's almost the complete opposite where uh, there are a lot of prestige movies coming out and there haven't been too many fun, fun movies. I agree. And I think, um, I think it's, I think we're going to get our, our patience is going to be rewarded like soon. Like this movie, lighthouse knives out, knives out, Irishman, um, all these movies are apparently like the screeners are starting, the critics are starting to see them, and they're like, "Yeah, it's, I can't believe legit. how high uh, how high the Irishman's coming in early early on." Yeah, just based off of like how hyped it's been, and and like obviously the cast and Scorsese, like you set the bar really high for that. Yeah, people are not be, not disappointed, um, and. I, when we talk about uh, the the best foreign film at the Oscars, there was a story that came out this week that I thought was uh, very funny, but also like not not that funny, but like just funny in in, in my twisted sense of humor. But like uh, 
there was a movie from Nigeria that was tri- they tried to put it up for best foreign film and it was rejected by the academy because it had too much english dialogue interesting but english is the <laughs> official language of nigeria <laughs> really so, uh, i thought that was very fucking funny so like foreign film does that need to mean foreign language yeah, they've changed it this year to best international film so it doesn't need to be foreign like canada and england can submit so then what are we doing here exactly. what, a, what a bunch of haters um i'm pissed i just looked up uh I just looked for a Parasite subreddit, and it doesn't exist. Really? No. And I was, let me tell you, Chaboy was living in the Midsommar subreddit. I've just now gone deep in the Watchmen uh, Reddit, and I love a good, like, uh, deep Reddit thread. Have you guys watched Watchmen on HBO yes. yet? It's, yeah. it's no. You know, what, you know what subreddit you should follow, though, that I've been really been getting into is uh, uh, Movie Circle Jerk. What's that? Which is basically... Not off to a good start. It's... Yeah, it's it sounds dumb and it is very yeah. dumb, but it is just like all movie shit posting. It's basically stuff oh, nice. that, that like jokes that you would see on Twitter about movies, but they're just subreddit posts. So it's and just like a Reddit of Midsommar 2019. <laughs> basically, yes. You found the source. Yes. Nice. Uh, have you seen Hereditary? No, but I read okay. the Wikipedia. Have you seen page. Hereditary? No. <laughs> no, definitely yeah. not. Damn. But I, I Did you read I, the Wikipedia page? I think I did actually. It's a scary one, but I forget it. Uh, so there's like a scene in, in Hereditary where like there's like the girl of the family. She like sticks her head out the window to to get like air and stuff, and she hits a, a sign on the side of the road, and she literally gets decapitated. And it's the fucking most horrifying scene in Hereditary. Ugh. And so like to give you an idea of what Movie Circle Jerk is, uh, I saw a screenshot today on Movie Circle Jerk and it was Kevin McAllister sticking his head out the window in Home Alone 2 Lost in New York <laughs> and basically like a dog in the wind and it just said uh, Hereditary 2018. Oh, God. <laughs> and it was, I laughed so fucking hard. Seeing, seeing Hereditary, I would need like... W- once upon a time, someone... Uh, was trying to tell me that I would be that I would be able to do um, acid because <laughs> they were like it'd be okay we'd be in a room and you'd be with me and it would be okay and like I'd like I, I gotcha and it would be okay and I was like but then what if I was on drugs yeah. and like yeah. found a way out or like well like absolutely not that's how I would need to see Hereditary I would need to have like a loved one basically like giving me a bear hug the entire time dude that's how i watched uh, happy death day i watched it on a plane because i was like it's loud enough where i won't get spooked like no no noise is gonna spook me it potentially is lightly edited and i there's so many other places i can like look away the screen is so small that's how i would need to see hereditary actually i might never see that hereditary. is a great segue because happy death day is a pg-13 horror movie and i saw one of those this weekend uh I was at opening day of uh, Countdown, which Jeff asked. Jeff was like, oh, when you guys saw that movie? I feel like PG-13 horror movies have a have a space in this podcast's world. Oh, yeah. Like I, yeah. Uh, although I think, I don't know, PG-13 horror movies and just bad horror movies. Like, I can't remember if uh, Would You Rather was probably R. Bevins was doing some some pretty shocking what stuff. Was, what was um, the one that we just saw? The, uh, the hide-and-seek one? Uh, hide-and-seek had to have been 
Was that Peach what it was? Oh, you know what? Might have been. All- <laughs> I think there was a movie called that. No, no, no. It was a uh, hide and seek was the game, but the movie was called uh, Ready or Not. Ready or Not. That's right. Was, <laughs> I that remember, was rated R, wasn't yeah, it? Let's see. Ready or Not movie. I think it was because she swore a lot. She kept saying like, "Oh, this fucking yeah. family." I'm like, "This is why f- you made this movie." I feel like R? our real niche is. Uh, Horror movies that are PG-13 but really, really badly want to be rated R, but they don't have the balls to do it. Right. Uh, okay, so saw, saw Countdown, and it is a PG-13 horror movie about an app that tells you when you're going to die. Now, I'll say they, they actually do have an app out now called Countdown that like probably as part of the promotion for this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You would, I would have to be crazy to consider putting. I'll that on download my phone. it right Why, now. Don't, don't. <laughs> Why not? Just like this is how the movie starts. It gives me the really right. Like, dude, this is. I haven't seen the movie. It doesn't affect me. What is it? T- I bet. So here's what I'm guessing. I'm gonna so download it, it right now on the show. Cool, do it. It's got a little timer. It's got a. It says like day, like years, days, hours, whatever. I would guess that this promotional version of this app. Yeah doesn't do anything under like 80 years right yeah they wouldn't have the balls to are you that. sure that would be, I, I doubt i mean i bet they do unless when you sign up it's like Yo, nobody's gonna share that I? shit if it's like in 70 years you're gonna die is that thing downloaded yet it's, it's downloading and guess what the uh the tagline is death there's an app for that is that yes, the movie that, that, yes, oh, yes that was. So you know the classic tagline that everyone knew 10 years ago <laughs> there's, they were like, there's an app for make that this. yeah so there, uh, this app exists, and uh, these high schoolers are at a party, and oh, it also had like it has like scary alert sounds. I don't. It's, it's pulsing. My phone is pulsing. I just opened it, and it's literally just the uh, uh, the, the license agreement. And yeah, that's pulsing. a big part of it. That's a what does the license agreement say? Because that's a big part of this movie. I mean, it's long as shit. Right. Let me see what. It's, let me let me skim it to see if it uh, hits on any of the stuff that. I'm now getting too important. scared to like even. Yeah, this is getting so upsetting. Like, I hate this. Uh, let's see. Do you feel my phone you pulsing now? Yeah, use the countdown, man. Yeah, let's see. Use agreement. Your license get a limited number of license purchase. You shall not. Yeah. Distribution. So let me guess. A big part of the movie is that the people don't read the licensing agreement and they get fucked by it. Big part of that. Limitation oh, wow. of responsibility. Big shock. It's software. like the South Park episode where okay, they do the human Okay, so feed. this doesn't have... Oh, it doesn't? It doesn't have the part of... So So this is just like a, a legitimate licensing right. agreement? So you're going... Lame. So, But you're going to hear soon why the licensing Your agreement. countdown is ready. Do you accept your fate? Oh, what is it going to say? I'm going to click yes. And here we go. If this is a jump scare, it's I'm gonna going be like, to punch somebody in the face. All right. All right. Uh, even the even the app logo is just... It, ooh, 18 years. I only got 18 That's years. That's kind of me. <laughs> yeah, man. I told you. 18 years, 250 days, 19 hours. So... That's fucked. I don't like that. How old am I? I don't like that that, that you did that and that you're on it and everything. But me neither. So uh, I would be 46 I think that, years old. I think that this app, they just like Google like global warming... And then yeah. they're like, yeah, just make it any time within like the next 20 years or something. No one will remember this app. <laughs> right. Um, but, so, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to clip this from the podcast uh, and save it for later, in mm-hmm. case I... Ooh, did somebody just turn on? Yeah, the f- it's flashing. The fuck is going on? Wait. Yeah, it is yeah, flashing. My, my, my camera and shit is turning on. What is going on here? 
I'm like looking around the apartment, seeing what could fall right now. I uh, absolutely hate this. Yeah, so, this is like a very uneasy feeling. Clip the podcast, and if I die when I'm 46 years old, and I'll tell you, this movie was scary. Dude, this was it is, scary? My phone is like pulsing, and and the the light is turning on. See, feel, hold this. You accepted your face. I don't want to touch it. I'm not touching it. Oh my god! See if you can, can delete the app because that's a big part it. of it. Oh really? You just can't delete it? Oh motherfucker! What? I don't. I maybe I just don't know how to work my phone. Oh no, you can delete it. Whew. Okay, yeah, you can delete <sighs> it. Now I feel like in like two minutes you're gonna get like the alert from the phone. You're like, oh, but I deleted it because that would happen in that movie. That movie was fucking scary, bro. Um, <laughs> so they were at uh, there were these teenagers are at a party, and someone says like, "Hey, there's this new app that says uh, when you're gonna die. Let's all get it, and whoever's gonna die first has to drink all the drinks on this table. So they download it, and they're like, 70 years, 80 years, 50 years, cool, all right. And then one girl's very quiet, and they're like, what's wrong with her? Why is she looking at her phone all upset after we just all downloaded something that says when we're going to die? (laughs) And she's like, it says I'm going to die in three hours. And they're like, Oh, so you got a drink. <laughs> so she's got to drink all these drinks. And her boyfriend, chiv- chivalrous guy as he is, uh, says, don't worry, babe. I'll drink all of them. So flash forward to two and a half hours later when they're getting in the car for that boyfriend to drive, drive home? them home. Because oh, no. he drank all those drinks. She's like, wait, you shouldn't drink. You shouldn't be driving. And he's like, oh, the whole stupid thing. The You know I drive better when I'm drunk, babe. Oh, come on. Jesus. So she gets out of the car and she's like, I'm walking home. And as she's walking home, she gets an alert on her phone from Countdown. It says, user agreement broken. And then she starts, as she's walking home, she starts seeing some shit. There's some stuff behind her. There's some stuff in the bushes. There's like, you're, you're seeing shit and you're, it's very unsettling. You're not liking it. You're thinking, I fucking hate this movie. Too scary already. <laughs> and she gets home and she's looking at her phone and like it's counting down. It's like 10 seconds or whatever. And then there are like these like demons in there and stuff and it's freaking her out. And then eventually one of the demons starts throwing her all around, whipping her all around the bathroom, hey, banging her heads off the walls. Quite a nightmare on Elm Street, actually, yes. where she just kind of being thrown around, hits her head in the ceiling, Can you falls, see them? falls down, bloody, and it's the phone's reading zero. Countdown. This is the movie. Uh, I hate this. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. So, cut to boyfriend in the crashed car with a tree through the passenger Uh, seat she was supposed to die there she broke the agreement and now to people who are going to be like isn't this like final destination every horror movie ever is like final destination final destination was like the 800th movie to do the final destination thing so let's let's relax with the the final fantasy stuff um so the next day he's supposed to be in surgery he's about to go into surgery in like an hour he's sitting there all nervous nurse comes over hey drunk driver with the dead girlfriend what are you so blue about (laughs) and he he's looking at the app and he says it knew that she was supposed to die last night and then she died and the app says that i'm supposed to die during this surgery and she's like, yo, man, 
you're being an idiot just like when you were driving drunk last night trying to get your girlfriend killed uh just go into the surgery you'll be fine it's just a stupid app she goes out tells everybody at the hospital hey drunky mcdummy over here is crying being a real wimp over this app what app let's all download it everybody's getting those 60 years 50 years blah blah the nurse gonna die in three days so now she's a little worried about it goes to check on the guy he dipped out he's skipping surgery cut to him in the stairwell getting alert on his phone user agreement broken same shit demons throwing him all around falls down the stairs this one was kind of a cool death he the phone falls out of his hands falls all the way down the stair uh the stairwell phone lands and as it's counting down body lands on it he's dead now the nurse is thinking "Uh uh-oh this there's something to this app she's pretty she's pretty scared and also is working at a hospital with a doctor who is like very inappropriate rapey as fuck doing the whole like i'm gonna write you a good recommendation Mm. stuff the old horrible boss's routine just like awful awful except yeah yeah why was that like why were people laughing at that when jennifer Jennifer aniston Aniston was doing it like oh it's just a woman sexually harassing a guy ah it's like no, like sex, sexual harassment's bad. No, it's Jennifer Aniston. Relax, everybody. Look how hot she is. Well, <laughs> and within the contract of that movie, like Charlie Day's character is like, this is terrible. Like, this is bad things happening to me. Like, I can't go to work. Like, I'm worried for my family and everything. <laughs> and everybody in the movie is like, oh, d- dude, she's a Do major babe. Yeah. She's a so horrifying. Although that's a pretty that's a pretty like woke commentary for that movie. No. Yeah, I mean, it's like when. People are like when teachers get fired for having sex with like kids. Like if it's a guy, people. Oh are yeah, like, hell yeah, man! Could yeah. you imagine like if a like if it was like a creepy old math teacher and like a thirteen-year-old girl? Like it's just fucked up. No matter what, like it's not like a cool thing because the teacher is a woman. Oh, horrifying! So she's got all this stuff to deal with, right? She's mm-hmm. got this doctor trying to make advances on her. She's got an app up her ass telling her <laughs> she's gonna die. <laughs> just like an app, bah, 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 gonna die in three days, getting these constant reminders. So she goes home and she uh, she was making plans to go visit her mom's funeral or uh, gravesite with her family in a couple of days, and then she realizes. Wait a second. This lines up with when I'm supposed to die. So she's sitting on her phone. She's on her laptop. Calls her dad. Says, hey, dad. Turns out I'm going to have to work. Won't be able to make it. Closes the phone. Demons. User agreement broken. Closes the laptop to go to bed. And when she closes the laptop, huge jump scare of a demon. It was the fucking worst. I was so pissed. And then she's getting all these demons left and right. And now she's getting dazed. This this isn't like these other clowns who were skipping out by like 45 minutes. She's getting days of this, and it sucks. So she goes to a phone. Wait, they fuck with her until her her time comes? Yes. Once you break the agreement, you are getting demons. Dude, you got 18 years of this shit. Don't break your agreement. Don't change any plan that you're supposed to have for the next 18 years. So she's getting uh, demons, demons, stuff messing with her mind, scary stuff, jump scares, hating it. She goes to 
a phone repair shop uh, that is run by uh, Tom Segura. You know that guy? I think so, yes. yeah. I feel Canadian. like I've seen him in everything, and then I looked up what's he in, and I've never seen any of the things he's in. <laughs> but he's in, like, you'd, you'd know him if... You, he's, I know who he is. Yeah. Uh, so he's the phone repair guy. She goes, she's like, hey, can't get this app off my phone, been trying to delete it. And he's like, well, don't you know how to use the phone? A lot of back and forth. Like, he's a okay, bit of a boomer. Ro- right. Total okay <laughs> boomer stuff. Although before, he, he sasses the hell out of a woman that's in front of her in line. And she's so mean. She's so mean to him. And he's so mean to her. And she's like, you just lost me. You just lost a customer. And he goes, oh, no. Do you think I'm going to be able to find another one next? And I'm like, yo, this is a pretty cool cell phone repair guy. Uh, so she's like, I need this phone out of the picture. Got to get rid of the phone. To your point about the... Uh, Sarah Marshall. The Sarah yeah. Marshall thing. I don't know if it was on or off the podcast you mentioned. It's oh, yeah. The, this is the same plot that Russell Brand makes fun of Kristen Bell and forgetting Sarah Marshall for being in a terrible yeah, movie. Just where a take the battery out of the yeah, phone. Yeah, like, you're done. Right. So movie over. She, uh, so she gets a whole new phone, and as she's walking out, gets a little alert, like, countdown installed. She's all pissed off. She's runs back up hey why is this on my phone i don't know blah blah she runs out she's freaking out a guy who had frantically come in the store behind her comes out and is like yo is this about that countdown app suddenly she's got a buddy he also broke his agreement he's been seeing demons left and right they are having a terrible time now she's attractive he's attractive so you're thinking Maybe they're going to have a little something, something going on. So they're figuring out what what can we do. They go to uh, a... This has to have a happy ending or I'm going to have a panic attack. They go to a... It's I just, got a, I just got realized, a crazy though, ending. I, I just realized that uh, I'm getting on a plane in a couple days. Yeah. If that, if, I had, download, in 18 if I had downloaded that thing and it was like two days, I might have had to cancel my fucking trip. You know how fucking stressed I would have been? User agreement. Point of the movie, though. You can't. I would have had to. I'll get to what sets up what you just said. He, uh, so they go to this like stoner priest comic book guy played by PJ Byrne. Uh, he, but he's a priest and his name is Father John. Oh, oh hell yeah. Nice. Pretty cool. <laughs> just the kind of guy you want to see to save your life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's like, yo, this uh, sounds like, what you're telling me sounds like the story of blah, 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 blah. And it's, uh, it was an old story where a guy was, uh, uh, a knight was told when he was going to die. And the deal was, I'm going to tell you when you're going to die. Because he needed to know whether or not he was going to die in an upcoming fight or something. We'll tell you when you're going to die. But you have to go through with your life as you are planning on living it. And if you don't, then this spell that I just cast or whatever becomes a curse. And now this demon's going to come and he's going to torment you until you die. So they're like, shit, this explains the demons. So it's a whole demon thing. So that's why you couldn't do it. You couldn't skip out on your flight because then you're going to get the demon. So is it better to... It's the old butterfly effect situation. Yeah. Is, it, is it better to 
Kind of. Is it better to just die in the plane crash or to get tormented and have all these awful things happen in the meantime? So they go to the phone repair guy, give him their credit cards because he's got a Tinder date and he doesn't want to be 15 minutes late. And they say, hey, we're going to give you thousands worth of our credit cards to impress your Tinder date. You've got to hack into this app and change our times. So he does it, changes it, updates it, whatever. They then spend the night together, sleeping on the bed and the floor. They're just a little scared. They're not getting romantic quite yet. Okay. And then she finds out her sister had downloaded the app and had the same death time as her. Something was going to happen when they were visiting that, that, uh, that dead mom of theirs. Mm-hmm. And so then they go to check on her, and it's a whole thing. Now there's three of them. And the demons are back for them. The app said, hey, nice try, tough guy. Also, in a post credit scene, they kill that Tom Segura guy for doing that. It's, oh, a really? cool, it's a kind of cool thing. So they go back to... I Fa- like that Tom Segura plays like the genius who is able to hack into a fucking yeah. phone and change around the app. They go, they go back to Father John, and he's got some solution where if they put a bunch of salt around... The demon won't be able to come in, and the demon is going to catch on fire or something. What? I don't know. Very much like the science uh, parallel universe thing, where when they're like, oh, well, there's this rule. You're just like, okay, just sure. Like a lazy I don't, out. Know, I don't yeah. know. I don't know anything about this. So they go to do that. The guy is stupid. One of the demons is his dead brother. He gets tricked, walks outside of the circle, and he dies. So now it's just Classic. two of them, and they know... Man, some there's we got to break this spell somehow. Dawn's on the nurse girl. What if one of us dies before we're supposed to die? Then this whole app is full of shit and it's all broken. So, which one of us is going to have to die? Let's pick the guy at the hospital that we hate. Let's go kill that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, they go to the hospital. She tries to kill this guy who, I mean, like, he's bad. This guy sucks. Like, the world is a better place without this guy. But, I mean, she's... Still murder. She's going around, like, trying to murder him. Yeah. And uh, she then, she, she does the, like, she starts to come on to him and everything. And he's like, nice try. I'm not buying it. Then I think he starts calling her, like, a bitch and stuff. And the viewer is like, okay, kill this fucking guy. This guy sucks. Uh, She uh, isn't able to do it. And like because she she just can't bring herself to do it. No, she tries to. I okay. think he gets away. Uh, <laughs> okay. She uh, yeah yeah. Like, he he it's ends an important up distinction. He ends up hitting yeah. her with something. Like again, like starts like dropping some some really terrible language. You're by the end of this movie, you're really rooting for. Like I don't even care about this app anymore. It's just like <laughs> this guy needs to go kill this guy. He gets away. They aren't able to kill him in time. And uh, in the final seconds before. Her sisters, her little sister is going to die because her little sister is supposed to die like 30 seconds before her. Okay. She takes all this morphine that she had that she was planning on killing the other guy with and injects it into herself. The demon comes to kill the sister, but the main character is dying. Her soul's coming out of her body, it's flying up, beats the demon, and the demon dies, and the curse is broken, and everything's okay the girl goes to check on her sister her sister left a road on her arm uh like 
a little circle and a target, like inject me with this stuff here. She'd left some stuff out for her to be brought back to life. They inject her. She injects her with it. The girl comes back to life, Stevie Ray Vaughan style. And, uh, and I think that's it. That's then de- defeated. They only, th- those two girls ended up living. Their mom is still dead. And the dad is okay. And there's a post credit scene where the guy's out to dinner with his date. And uh, the app's like, yo, you pulled some shit. And then he dies. The end. The end. What Amen. The <laughs> you know, that sounds like a terrible ending. I know. Like it was a bit of a cop out ending. Yeah. You're like when when she was doing like her death, I was like, she better die. That's got this better be a real death. Yeah. And then you see the of the cop out. John Mulaney has this like bit where he's like, movies cost like a hundred million dollars, but like, wouldn't you pay ten bucks to just like look at what a hundred million dollars? <laughs> yes. Like? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would much rather like pay to just see like what by are we the way do, what that, are we doing by the way that movie definitely did not cost a hundred no million no dollars. probably co- but i bet it cost <laughs> i don't know I, I don't know how much a demon runs these days i bet it costs like they used a bunch of those two million dollars i bet it costs like let's look i bet it, it costs like 11 million dollars I'm, I'm guessing they also 32. had to make an app that's tr- that's true or yeah is this all like reverse viral mar- is this cheaper published all those like pg-13 movies cost between like eight and 15 million dollars i would still pay 10 bucks to see 15 million dollars exactly yeah i was gonna say like i've never seen eight million dollars in my life budget what what are the what did we say i said uh i said 11 million dollars 32 6.5 i told you man nice that's like david post that's the only thing that has makes less money than david (laughs) yeah that's less than david posternak uh and he has killed more people than that movie amazing if he just we found out that he was the sole financier (laughs) of countdown Countdown. (laughs) he took one one year salary to make a horror movie it was uh so here was my biggest issue with that movie i mean it was bad but we i mean i've seen the the escape room and like all Truth these movies, Truth or Dare, The Bye Bye Man, all these movies that like you know going escape into room it, wasn't that bad. Well, let's yeah, relax here. It, it wasn't terrible, but like you go into these movies knowing like this isn't going to be this a good shit. movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to this is just like a weird itch that I have that I like to see bad, uh, occasionally rated R, but mostly rated PG-13 movies. This movie was pretty scary at points. It sounds scary, and like I was scary, or I was scared for a lot of the movie and i feel user agreement broken when i see pg-13 on a horror movie there's got to be some sort of like a, a pg-13 horror movie should be like thunder mountain railroad where thunder mountain railroad is is that is it a roller coaster it's sure, a roller sure. coaster. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's sure. Like a you wimp. Training it's a, wheels. Yeah. Roller coaster. Oh yeah. Of course. It's a, oh oh yeah. It's a, it's a real roller coaster. Yeah. That, that's a roller coaster. <laughs> but like when you're when you're with the, some real coaster heads, they're like, yeah, we know that that's not yeah. a real roller coaster. That's what a PG-13 horror movie should be. It should like have it should have elements of horror movies, <laughs> but not the scary part. It has it has the uh, the bumpers up. Was any part of it like fun? Like when you were at the party in the beginning before everyone's downloading the app, was that like fun? Like, I uh, feel like it should tell you, be fun. The Rotten Tomato scores. Oh, how's it uh, doing on uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Not a lot of people having fun at, the, yeah, at this what movie. Do we, what do we got? Uh, a solid 30% on this one. Oof. Let's uh, read what some of the people are <laughs> saying about it. Uh, it's Oh, it's it's labeled a teen thriller. Yo, it's, wait, That's so never it says, a good idea. Oh, nope. So it says... Uh, 
hold on. It's rated PG-13 for terror, violence, and bloody images. So you can so you can rate something for like it's scary. Terror is like a fucking terror that is, is a word that is yeah. yeah should probably not be used for for horror movies before. Paris, no, well, I, I mean, judging terror, terrorism is the act of like intimidating people yeah, by doing terrible shit. things. Yeah, yeah. Um, an abject failure whose only virtue is its utter forgettability. I hate sentences like that. That person probably uses the word inherent a lot. You know what? You know what most movies are forgettable. What? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I've seen like a hundred movies this year, and I can name like eight of them off the yeah, top of my head. Yeah, I was just right thinking now. that myself. I was like, "What did I see?" Oh, I don't know. Ooh, how about this one? Forget cheating death in Countdown. It's the audience that really gets cheated. Cool, nice, crudely uninteresting. <laughs> the kind of horror film that demonstrates nothing but contempt for horror fans. So then, that's something that would make me want to see it. It it demonstrates contempt for horror fans. Like I want a horror movie that's going Game of Thrones Ooh. and pissing on me. We got a like we got here. a uh, a one liner from uh, a guy from Maine here. Uh, Alan Adams says we can only hope that this is the final countdown. Oh, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad. That's pretty good. Uh, but when you you asked, is there anything uh, enjoyable about it? I the scene with Tom Segura being an asshole. To the woman trying to get her phone fixed, he de- he. There is a bit of OK Boomer to it, where she he asks like, "What are you using your phone for?" And she's like, "Well, I mainly use it for Facebook and texting." And he does a like, "Cool, of course." Oh, you got the most brilliant technology in your hand, and you're using it to keep up with the fucking like macaroni recipe. And I didn't know what OK. I, I still until yesterday I didn't know what OK Boomer meant. You guys have used it with me. Like yeah. I've, I've I've heard it said before a million times. I didn't That's know if there was okay like a boomer, boomer Esiason thing. Yeah, I, you you're you're like me trying to understand toxic masculinity. No, you would say okay, boomer, back to this guy. No, no, he's no because he's, he's like he's, young. He's like a he has like a young mind. Okay, boomer means you're saying somebody is do is like okay, millennial boomer. shaming, and you say back to them okay, boomer. No, no, okay, boomer is more like. Old man yells at Cloud. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's what that is. But wait, is Tom Not, Segura because Dom, young or Tom old? Segura is like appreciating technology, so that right, doesn't no, really but he's work. Shitting on it, he's shitting on like, oh, let me guess, you text all day. No, I mean, he might be okay. Boomerang. I understand though. Like, technology makes it a gray area because if you even know what technology is, then maybe you don't qualify as a boomer. Yeah, like, but he, if he, he had a house. It sounds like he's trying to, like, shame the woman for not using technology appropriately and not maximizing oh, right. it. So that, and that's not a yeah, boomer yeah. thing. He's doing what boomers hate that millennials do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But boomers hate that millennials do. It's like, like being like, oh, you don't know how to Technology shaming use. them. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mostly like that. I'm okay with the okay boomer thing. I think that generally, I've been tweeting a lot less these days. Uh, and I see people. Getting into fights on Twitter and stuff, and I know that's been me so many times in my life, and I'm like, it is so not worth it and so not healthy to do. But when I see people going at boomers and being like, okay, boomer, I'm like, you know what? You guys have this coming. You've been assholes (laughs) for absolutely no reason. And I also love it because it's just like it's just like 
the millennials version of get off my lawn. It's like get off my internet. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys like, seen the Facebook group where you have where people pretend to talk like boomers on yes, Facebook? It's, it's so it's, fucking it's so funny. funny. If you really want to see like what boomers are up to on Facebook, join your town's Facebook page. Yes. And that is basically a mainline into boomerism. It's awesome. Uh, I disagree with you though on the argument that like there needs to be a cap on how scary PG thirteen movies are. Obviously, like it can't be like super duper horrifying. Or like, um, yeah, I'm not talking about hor- I'm like I'm not talking about like what you see and the blood and stuff. Like if it's like scare? super suspenseful the entire time and there are jump scares, I'm like, hey. I'm trying to be 13 years nah, old here. Man. Please, I, I, I disagree. Save it for the horror movie. When I was save in, for the R. When I was in middle school, man, right. I don't got a parent with me. That's who those movies are fucking made for, yeah, though. Yeah. Because, like, when I was in middle school, I lived to be scared the sh- scared of the course. shit scared out of me by these movies. That, like, you're in middle school, you don't give a shit about like cinema or film. You're not watching these movies being like. Well, the technical aspects in the commentary yeah, well, is great. I was the You're same just like, way, but scare then, my fucking pants off. I at was this the sleepover. same way, but then at some point you become an adult, and yeah, you don't most like adults being stop going to those movies, and you keep going. But adults still go to R-rated movies, like R-rated horror movies. Yeah, so shouldn't those be the ones that are super scary? And the PG thirteen ones should be the ones that are like there's an understanding that this one's this is like the light beer. No, but the, if you can the handle pro- the R rated ones, then why are you like offended that the PG thirteen? No, one if exist? I go into the R rated ones, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> if I go into the PG thirteen one, I want some tamed down. Like I can look away for a little bit. I can check my phone, kind of vibes. No, I, Pete's. Pete's right here, DJ. <laughs> like they make it PG thirteen, so people like fourteen year olds can go see it. Yeah, not so it's because like, it's accessible. not because it's like of this scared level for a thirteen year old. Like DJ just feel ba- fan, feels bamboozled. <laughs> I am got no. I I understand that. I understand that's the way it is. I'm saying this is the way that it should be. There should be some sort of rating where like where again like. From the people who recommended Happy Death Day, like when I, like a PG thirteen horror movie, I want Happy Death Day, not scary at all, but it's got a horror movie feel. Yeah, and it's fun. Like you want to be part of. What it. the fuck was fun about all these demons? Do you tell me that, Jeff? I am trying to wrap my head around the demons. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in the weeds with all the demons. When you said there were demons actually involved, it made me way more scared. Yeah, like. No, I just want phones like attacking people. It should Make say it rated R for use of demons. demons. <laughs> you wanna you wanna make a PG thirteen? You keep those demons out of there. Ooh. Uh, here's a here's a review from Roxana Haddad Haddad Haddadl? from the Chesapeake Family Magazine. <laughs> That's always a good person, <laughs> good publication you want reviewing horror movies. Yep. The constant loud noises and jump scares of Countdown are only enjoyable for truly novice horror watchers. Wait, say that again? The constant loud noises and jump scares of Countdown are only enjoyable for truly novice horror watchers. So that's my argument that that's who is going to see those movies. Yes, and they but don't want to make it R-rated. Was, but I said, "Oh, okay, I hear what you're saying." Because I was like, "I did not enjoy those." Right. So what am I? What am I? A fucking horror vet? There. Yes, you are. Yeah, I don't think so. I yeah. Uh, I've seen enough of them, but I see like all the same kind of level ones. Yeah, I've like I've seen Scream, but you're not and, a fucking like twelve year old. 
PG thirteen, Pete. <laughs> thirteen. Sorry, I'm, I was a bad boy. I was I was seeing this shit way before I was supposed to. Damn, man. Oh hell yeah! I mean, I was I fucking lived in the the, the R theaters. I was a big movie theater sneaking in person for like the really bulk of my twenties. Yeah, what I started by. Um, I'd go to the electronic ticket machines and buy senior citizen tickets because they're like five bucks yeah. and no one checks them. And then I just started like fucking getting wild and seeing like three movies at a time. And, and I've only done it once. I've never done that. They, I've like, only buy done one it. ticket and see yeah. a couple. I've only done that once, I believe. And I only well, I stayed in the theater for like 10 minutes. I went to see a movie. I got out. Mom Mia 2 was playing next oh, door. Right. I opened the door to see at what part it was, and I noticed that the uh, boats were coming. The, the boats were coming soon. <laughs> so you know what? I plopped myself in a seat. I stayed for the final 15 minutes in the movie, and that was the best part of my night. You know what I rewatched the other day? I had to buy it, but it was so worth it. Sing Street. Ooh, I hell yeah. would love to rewatch Sing Street. Best Wait, movie. it's not on Netflix anymore? No. Uh, Jeff Lowe was asking about like what are the most underrated, underappreciated movies of the decade, and in true Twitter fashion, you do like you like yell out your three answers yeah. or whatever, and then Sit a couple days later, you're day. like, ah, shit, like Sing Street would probably be at the top of my list. Yeah, it's and also I would say that Chef probably does shouldn't qualify. Everybody loves Chef. Yeah, but not everybody has seen Chef. Right, it, it wasn't like a... It. Oh, it's, really? It's yeah. not underrated. It's underappreciated, I guess. It's but, like underseen. Is this the yeah. one with Bradley Cooper or John Favreau? John Favreau. John Favreau. Okay, got it. Yeah, there is one with uh, Bradley Cooper. No one's seen like that burnt, one. maybe? Yeah, yeah no one's like seen that. that. Um, Sing Street, so good. Jack, yeah. just a young Jack Rayner. Hasn't, hasn't been to Sweden yet. Simpler time. Jack Rayner, much better suited for Ireland than Sweden. Uh, I I gotta run soon, but uh, so I'm gonna have to cut cut my uh, my tight five short. Oh right, yeah. Do you have jokes for Parasite? I have one um, because it's all I have time for. But uh, Parasite, more like paragraphs because that was the most reading I've done in a long time. <laughs> That's a good joke. Like get, no more. I won't throw rotten peaches at you. Uh, I I would have more jokes, but uh, actually, you know what? You know what? What the housekeeper's least favorite movie was? What? Call me by your name. Well, that was pretty good oh, too. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, man. Yeah. That was pretty good. This is uh, so. This is a a thing. I really want Pete's thing to be that after he sees movies, he writes five jokes. Uh, he writes a stand up set about it. I'm working. I'm working on five jokes. Uh, yeah, tight five, and then maybe eventually we'll, we'll progress to five minutes. But, I like it. Uh, two for two. Two for two. Okay. I, uh, yeah, the paragraphs was a great joke. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I would uh, I would have more, but uh, the movie was just way too metaphorical for me. Last night I wrote a poem Man, I must have been in the poem zone You guys like lyrics? I'm in over my head I'm in over my head 
assume that it's not like a fight that's breaking out right now. I mean, you've got to be pretty fucking hardcore to fight during this song. You've got to really want to fight. And I do. Maybe I'll get a pet Learn how to take care of somebody else Maybe I'll name him Jeff But I think it might defeat purpose Living on housekeeping and room service I don't want to leave the palace Oh, let's pay someone To move in here and fix this Last night I texted your iPhone Said I think I'm ready to come I'm in over my head I'm in over my head It's just me and Thank you very much.